Welcome to Crudely Drawn Swords, an actual talking podcast in which we talk about some of the talking we did before, and mm. it's it's going to be a talktastic time. I hope you're as excited about it as we are. Um, I'm your host and GM, Ben Moxon, and with me are the four hawks hiding behind a cushion. We have Stuart Heading. With a top hat, we have Ali Hancock. I like I'm that looking uh, smart. Magnus's microphone, uh, if he angles his head right, also looks like a hat. Yeah, we're wearing a kind of microphone busby. It's Magnus Carr. And in an extremely classy drawing room, it's Gwyn T. <laughs> Thank you. Um, we're, all, we're all here. We're hot to go. And we have a lot of questions that you have asked us. Um, I thought we were asking them. Yeah, well, we can we can do that later. <clears throat> let's see if I can... Uh, it's actually strangely I... nerve-wracking doing it this way. I was going to say, having subjected us to three years of coursework, this kind of feels like the big exam at the end. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think it's fair to say we've not been studying... The only revision I've done is looking at uh, it's uh, Kristen's pictures. They're good pictures, though. So yeah, they're well, very good revision. pictures. They're good. But except that's everything for I remember. One of them, which is displeasing to me. Um, well, you're and I won't on. say which one. <laughs> <laughs> um, you did on Twitter though, so giveaway. Yeah. yeah well, Spoilers. Okay, so to get right, hey, follow into us the... on. Twitter, hashtag crudely drawn swords. It's at crudely drawn swords. <laughs> no, it's not. It's at crudest swords. What are you doing? You're making me an Damn. idiot. More, somehow. So, let's... Guys, there's actually people watching this. So this is actually a PowerPoint. Hello. Oh, yeah, we can't get edited out is the problem. We can't just waffle on for 20 minutes. Yeah, this is a PowerPoint presentation. Okay. And it's going to, uh, going to cover some questions. I've tried to group them. There's a few questions where people... A bunch of people have asked the same thing, roughly, and I've tried to make a question that combines them all. Ben, so let's. Can I just yeah. say? I mean, we've been doing this for three years, and it's pretty nerdy doing this. But you making a PowerPoint presentation of these <laughs> questions <laughs> is literally the nerdiest shit we have done on this podcast. <laughs> mm. I'm. Let's see whether it's more nerdy that I've actually made it so that, like, each of the um, questions like pops in. So, big moments. Oh, man. <laughs> what were your favourite <laughs> moments for your character? I'm going to go down left. So, Tristan, what were Tristan, oh, your favourite moments for Tristan, Stu? We should just check that there's been no one that has actually thought of these things during the day and, like, thought about the episode because I haven't. I'm, I'm putting it out there. I've not done any thinking yet. So, um, if someone's been I doing thinking... He means in the last 40 years. Yeah. <laughs> No, I don't okay, know big thinking. moments for Tristan. I would say the whole boots. Wait, do you mean like parts yeah. of the story or personal? Yeah, just favourite moments of the whole character. boots thing was pretty mental. That that's got to be the biggest. Like boots was awesome. Um, um, oh, hey, what Lizzie. about what about uh, what about Enigma? Oh, I I think probably the land of the dead bit. That was pretty cool. That was pretty cool. And I was reminded of the um, the origin of the... And it wasn't even his watermelon story, in which <laughs> I was being awesome. But the thing that I even I just remember is the line about melons. <laughs> yeah. so. good. You have this high-danger rooftop chase, and they're just telling anecdotes. And then right at the end, we have... Uh, <clears throat> you kind of stagger back, and there they are. 
finishing their after dinner speaking. What about what about? It wasn't per- even his watermelon. What about Percy? Um, I, one of the really early episodes of season two, I was slowly getting more and more smashed until this <laughs> one episode that I can't really remember recording. Um, and so when I heard that one back, that was a nice surprise. Um, and I was, I was quite grateful that it'd been very sympathetically edited as well. So. <laughs> <laughs> I, I like the one. Yeah, that, I did like Land of the Dead as well. Yeah. When you're more drunk, Percy gets more weirdly legalistic. Drunk yeah. Percy is amazing. I don't. Yeah, yeah. There was one episode that I was really fucked out my skull for. Um, and I listened back to that. I was like, nope, not, I'm not drinking again. Um, and he never drank again. He's not drinking never again. That's drank why he's again. dehydrated. Um, guilty tonsils ain't got no rhythm. Mag, what, what about Banbury? Um, I really, oh, yeah. really like the interrogation scene we did. Uh, midway through season two, <laughs> I, I thought it was one of the is, best is this... episodes we did. Obviously, Stuart deleted it, so um, no <laughs> one will ever welcome, hear it. Listeners. But I've got to say, like everyone was on point in that episode. Everyone was really funny. Um, I think that was those were the best laughs that we had. So yeah, that, yeah, prob- yeah, probably that, that was a really good. Did that actually go in the show? Now. After that was the one yeah, that no. Stuart deleted three right. times over. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Stuart deleted it. We re-recorded it, it, and Stuart tried to remember vaguely what we did, and he deleted (laughs) it again. But yeah, even the first take of that, the second take of that, that was peak. uh, Even it was also pretty dark, though, as well. (laughs) It was a bit brutal. Oh yeah, that's also true. I think also some of the the funny moments have been when we've we've lost a recording and tried to recap it and pretend that we're not just copying something we've previously done. <laughs> like, well, oh, is, I wonder if there's anyone in the cupboard. Oh, Enigma's here. Here we go. Let's start the story. Oh, that, that was also the uh, other thing that was quite funny about that is that we start doing that and then it just like goes off the rail <laughs> almost immediately. So I like let's that take when, a look. when we've done that, um, then the product has been really sort of concise. And if we'd done that for all of season three, we'd have done it in about five episodes. Yeah. We'd have saved, saved everyone, everyone a lot of guff. Been like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, we sorry, should have done that with the sword <laughs> conversation. So, yeah. what were your favourite moments for someone else's character? Let's go up the list this time. So, Mag, what was your favourite yeah. moment for someone else's character? Um, I really liked Percy's... Um, uh, change of clothes and hair. There's makeover. That's what it's called. So I don't watch <laughs> the type of uh, shows where that's said a lot. Yeah, I think um, I don't know. There's a lot of like just funny moments, funny character moments. I can't pick out specific stuff, but yeah, um, I find I personally find Percy to be the funniest character because of all the dry one-liners. Like it's much yeah. harder to play the straight man, and I think Gwyn does an amazing job. And like stuff like it wasn't my watermelon. Or the strawberry blonde stuff, just every single so, time. Just I mean, speaking yeah, as yeah. a straight man, it kind of comes naturally. <laughs> um, so, Gwen, what's your favourite someone else's character moment? I really liked um, the couple of episodes between with just Bambury and Enigma uh, in them when me and Stu were off doing wall things. Um, back all the way back in episode one, again, partly because it was kind of new hearing it yeah. but also that was a really sort of nice bit of rich story um that set things up quite nicely for everything that was going to come yeah that was a uh <clears throat> that was really uh that was a, some cool moments in that what about you we Ali? should we should point out as well for uh bertie Floyd boy 
Um, yeah, let's Max, stop Max's computer has, uh, has stopped working, so I think he's doing it on an iPad. Or did you get it working, Mac? No, this is going on an iPad. Why? Can you move a bit closer to it so that we can see your your mouth moving? <laughs> uh, that better? If not, like, I don't. I imagine we're not typing anything. Whoa! No, I don't it's think we're so huge. I, we've got we've got all this stuff on PowerPoint here. There's no need to type. There you go. I can just queue up the next slide. Oh, I sure hope we've got some Excel spreadsheets next. <laughs> so, Ali, what's your favourite someone else's character? <laughs> I was going to say uh, Percy Boggin. Oh, yeah, the oh, armor yeah. I, I think that was one of the moments. I mean, it largely Percy, but I think it was one of those moments where we kind Very of became good. peak hawks. <laughs> if not the time we trashed the... Um, that guy's house and all the seagulls attacked. Yeah, no. Actually, I'm this changing ca- mine. That saying bit. this sounds like I'm recounting a dream, by the way, I just realised. <laughs> and then these seagulls attacked and then we smashed up this guy's house for no reason. And then we were in a barge. Oh, that God. did happen for no reason as well. That I- was so bad. It was because <laughs> Enigma and Badbury started looting. No, I'm no, 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 no. I don't no, no, think no, no. I started that. Percy kicked the door down and that basically gave free reign. We were like, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> the good guy, the, the paladins like kicking doors down. Sweet. What about you, Stu? Um, well, I've got a little one for each, which is kind of player. So nice. I think the coolest thing for Enigma was also from Ali and that magpie poem she wrote. Oh, yeah. Well, I did that, that at cool. storytelling night as well. That was so good. Every now and again, I come back and think about it, and I was like, that was so cool. That was such Thank a you. good story. Um, yeah. Percy, again, I think the first time we kicked the shield for the very first time, when we um, had the oh, doorway, yeah. which we placed his shield against and kicked it in. Um, but obviously, the best line is still, how did you know it was me? I dyed my hair. That was just <laughs> the <Yeah>. funniest. <laughs> Perfectly timed. Like, funniest I'm sure joke. that got edited, but we laughed solidly for like 10 minutes with that one yeah, line. I, I, Every time I, I, one yeah. person stopped laughing, there. someone else would start and then set them off. <clears throat> um, and for Banbury, it'll be mag for all the crazy raps that were really just like, it always put me to shame when he's like, oh, I've just written a really quick, quick chat with my mirror. It's really complex technical and like wordy and i'm like i've written a song where i just strum the guitar a few <laughs> I've times written a song with dicks <laughs> yeah, this, here's the dick song um but also the it's i know we've just had it as the last thing but there's been so many but that meeting with ambiforax seeing that ambiforax yeah. relationship and then bambi just turn around and be like oh wait how much are we like we we're beyond spoilers aren't we um, yeah, well, when Bambi was just like, this is spoiler, um, fantastic. By coming, way, spoiler warnings, to everyone. Yeah, spoilers. <laughs> when Bambi was just like, I'm coming for you, I'm going to burn it, I'm going to burn everyone. And then Ambi Forks as well to go, excellent. I was like, that scene was so good. <laughs> yeah. I was just like, and Whoa. I don't know if everyone listening realized, but we had no idea that was coming. No, that yeah. was Nothing. so was brilliant. So good. I mean, that's, we, we, I get, we, that we have still more questions has to be about that. So we, we're going to come back so to that <laughs> anyway, but. Yeah, that that was pretty. You're pushing the slides out of order, but in particular, yeah, that little room conversation as yeah. well, really special. I did wonder the other day, listening back to that episode, because obviously you guys recorded some stuff afterwards. Yeah, how did oh, yeah, Tristan did you know about that, that conversation? Well, I, I found it, I found it good. Uh, like, um, it was interesting to hear the reactions, but equally, I thought, I assume that means Banbury was literally lying on the floor, like having the conversation. Yeah. I and, did yeah. ask Ben, but, and I think he said because the magic was there that I yeah, did. Basically, and I was basically like, could Tristan, Tristan could listen in because he was right in all that magic. 
Okay, so the fine. others didn't know what was going on. And it helped the story, Magnus. Come yeah, on, no, you no, ditched no. us. Like, Give us something. <laughs> you constantly say OC is IC, and I'm like, well, I mean, it pushes it forward that they've got. But, yeah. I definitely um, checked with Ben because I was like, it feels like Stuart knows this, but now Tristan does. So I'm, I'm going to give some of my favourite moments as well, just because I have them. And uh, like the the night in the wood with Tristan and the mm. Dryads was so funny. Mm. Like, that was so stupid. <laughs> and the fact he ends <laughs> up waking Bambri up. With a knife, and then it gets into the whole face-touching thing. Yeah. <laughs> and then the just... very next day, someone touched my face. I was like, oh. Yeah. And also, before that, the fight with the assassin vine, where you ended up swinging into each other like a Newton's cradle, <laughs> was also <laughs> extremely funny. That whole episode is one of my go-to places where I'm like, if you want to see how funny our show is, you should listen to this episode. I forgot about um, the assassin vines. Wow. Yeah, they were pretty wild. And Ooh. I I also super enjoyed um I I really liked the way that you all came into completely different characters for the journey through winter. We and can that still see you Stuart. really differently. The they sheer were really good. the sheer audacity of Mag playing <laughs> a non-speaking character <laughs> in a podcast. Do you know what? Just Some people. Wild. I chatted to someone. Well, one, you said that was going to be one session, and it turned out to be a lot of sessions. Two, <laughs> someone I was chatting to a while back said, oh, "I didn't realise he was meant to be a mute," and I was like, "I mean, it was all it was all narration. He wasn't standing there going, hey, I moved through the room. No, I'm not doing it now.' But you know what? I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah, weird. Maybe we should have stated categorically at the start: this guy yeah. cannot speak. But yeah, or maybe that person just missed it. Who knows? Are we just doing random bits that we really like? Because buttery Um, dwarfs... Oh, God, buttery dwarfs. Right, I think that's peak us. Whenever you say, like, what's the bit that would be good to describe the podcast? I mean, that bit's completely irrelevant to any bit of plot. But, like, all of us just talking absolute shit about buttery dwarfs was was on point. I edited that, and I did all the edits. I did the pre-lesson, and I was driving, and I almost had to stop when I actually finally heard it on the podcast because I was crying with laughter because it was still mm. even after many lessons the most stupidly funny thing it's just can so I, weird can I just say is there a way to us to interact because lots of people making comments about things that we're just totally ignoring is kind of weird if I mean, well, there was some way of form. communicating with the people that are listening to us talking yeah, yeah we can't weird, interrupt never mind. a story to go hey side child 475 <laughs> great comment thanks like <laughs> subscribe um, the people chatting. The other thing is that I can't there see is... um, so you, Flip your thing to live comments, uh, Mag. Otherwise, it just sits in private chat. Yeah. Also, the comments see. come through from YouTube, so they're a bit delayed. So, uh, yeah, that's a nice song mentioned oh, the wall song. Yeah. Something I liked that's about a... the wall song is that it has that little violin figure that became Tristan's motif for when I was doing the soundtrack, and all the character motifs come from songs that relate to them. Apart from Percy's, which is the theme from the Battle at the Wall. So, a question from uh, Megatron, Megatron Stew, uh, who oh is, I believe, watching. Uh, what's your favourite pun from season three? <laughs> I, from I, every season, it's got to be the Apple one. That one, I'm so proud uh, of. I'm, it's okay. It's okay. I'm feeling blue. I mean... I, I kind <laughs> of like it when you go crazy... Like, I liked it when you did dye puns. You did like a whole I, stream I, of increasingly obscure dye puns. 
Typhons actually did shut up the word for me. No one would understand. <laughs> Someone might, um, and they'll really appreciate it. Yeah. One of the best and most important things about the edit is Ben edits out and Lucy edits out us all talking at the same time. So this live stream is just going to be all of us at the same time. Nah, 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 nah. Um, True. Yep. 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 So, now, now I've created silence and a space. We need to write. Build Let's the void, go on man. to the next. Uh, yeah. Okay, just... everyone talk at once now. Everyone, should we all say the same thing? So, Ooh, a couple more that, moments, hold questions. On. The, the latest episode when Mag said, get ready, everyone talk at the same time in three, two, one, and we did it. That was brilliant. That was <laughs> horrible to listen to, but that was so good. Yeah, that was just my average editing experience. <laughs> so, a uh, question from Kristen. Uh, Hawks, are there any moments you wish you'd done something else? Uh, Stu? Good question. Yeah, but it's mostly roleplay stuff. It's, um, it's something I suffer with um, a lot doing tabletop in general is that i'll sit there and think i'm like right this is what i want to say i'm going to phrase it like this they're going to maybe say that but i'll come back quickly with this and it's gonna be really good and i did it in the the silk room where i was trying to do the plan so i'd walk through and i'd said to ben right ah these are some ideas what am i allowed to do what am i what do i know what can i say and then i just came on stage and was like you still silk man you bad rock (laughs) and i'm like oh fuck sake it was so fluid and cool in my head and i just, just but technically you couldn't speak sung some fully songs. their language so maybe that's maybe tristan yeah. could have like eloquated that brilliantly in his own language but when he got up there that's the best he was like right what words do i know that fit this? <laughs> sadly i've mainly learned like words about seducing people and flying yeah yeah, hmm. yeah somebody no, pointed out somewhere good. that like the last 40 episodes or so have essentially been like a subplot um, that's yeah. led on from uh, Enigma's actually, death. Actually, I would, and, I would say 60, uh, probably yeah, from yeah. episode in, in fact, 20. So, as to um, whether we wish, I wish we'd saved her, um, I, don't, yeah. I don't know that because it's been quite fun, but yeah. at the same time, it would have been very, very different had we Oh yeah, just not and, let her die. I think we have some questions about that later on as well. Ali, anything you wish you'd done different? I wish I was a dinosaur. (laughs) I had literally no answer, but I did have a dinosaur. Well, that's good. See, Uh, there's there's lots of props. (laughs) Yeah, I don't don't think I packed any props apart from a unicorn backdrop and a unicorn mug. I was going to be showing a bit of skin. (laughs) Mag. Anything you wish you had done different? Um, there we go. Every decision I made was like what Banbury would have done. Yeah. Um, every so decision I made I'm... was the right one. <laughs> but no, especially the end one. Banbury would have made like Banbury would never have gotten a boat. It turns out, uh, definitely wouldn't have gotten two boats. Um, but yeah, no, everything like I, I'm sure we all actively made bad decisions that we knew out of character were bad decisions. Yeah. But they were oh, yeah. what the character would do in that scenario. So. Nope. Or were funny, hence the entire follow story where Winkle <laughs> fell overboard because it was amusing. <laughs> <laughs> and then he just died. And, and, a horrible and just death. Died. You just the... killed like one of my favourite characters in like Poor turn Winkle. one. I got to do nothing with him. <laughs> and then we spent the rest of the thing with resentful Stuart going, I can't believe you killed a child. Can't believe Which, you killed a child. And, you know, <laughs> fair point. Ben, so, there's a question from one of our listeners. I'm drawing your relevance, your reference to your whatever. 
Um, so, have there been any moments where you were thrown or shocked by a choice another hawk made? And that's a Christian question as well. That has never happened. That's not the question in the chat that Stu was just mentioning there. Um, yeah, how, no, how long do your no, sessions usually look, last? We've, we've got PowerPoint. I've here. got a PowerPoint presentation. I know, I've got but we the can't, PowerPoint. We can't tell people to come and listen and ask us questions and then just blank them all <laughs> session. I have already asked people to give Watch us me. Look, Cy, yeah. Lucy, Stuart, yeah, Kaylin, Lucy, you could, you've just you missed your opportunity. Kaylin, we're sorry. Uh, yes, so have there only been, been any moments you were thrown shocked by a choice another hawk made? I don't think that ever happened, especially not in the last episode. In the last I mean, episode, potentially. I feel like every time uh, Tristan was on watch, I was surprised. But having known Stu so long, I guess I shouldn't have been surprised. <laughs> like the Dryad scene, again, <laughs> questionable. I find that... Like Stu, early days on the war, where he decided to... Tristan seemed quite nice for the first like seven <laughs> episodes. And then when he started abusing the bodies... You're like, Desperate this is... times! <laughs> A weird take. Although, this isn't the classic jovial bard we were expecting. I find that um, most, most, sort of in, most interactions and um, moments from about episode one onwards, I do find myself asking, why the hell would Percy have hired these people? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, relatively quickly, you're no longer shocked by it, but you are like, oh, <laughs> uh, okay. <laughs> when... But, it's another aspect of the character, you know. Yeah, yeah. Okay. There's oh. a reason that he wasn't promoted higher in the night. <laughs> it might have been his HR skills. Enigma like, trying recruited to... a great yeah. team. Poor Enigma trying to steal the sword right at the start of season two. Made yeah. like that. That was a hard kind of like. That was what, weird. what the fuck? Yeah, that, Some enemies that was a going, hard fight. Yeah. Asking Enigma like, any question yeah, we require an yeah. answer to throughout the entire three series. <laughs> That's pretty bad. Ali's been very committed to sticking yeah. to that initial kind of character idea. Which like, is awesome, to be fair. I'm not royal! <laughs> Unbelievable. But also, um, from, following on from the wall, when Bambi and Enigma decided not to take part in the end of movie set piece that Ben had clearly put budget aside <laughs> for, and they're like, now nah, we're going to go and get some apples, and Ben's like, this is literally we're gonna chase what a is going to... It's going to make you as heroes and it's going to bind you together in the story going forward. It's like, now nah, we're going into the woods. I was like, oh, what? <laughs> that, Split that the was, party. That was really interesting, I thought. That was an interesting decision. So, so I've got a question here. Me, apart from the whole Enigma death thing, are there any moments where you really caught off guard or stumped by the Hawks? The end of season three, definitely. Um, I would say there's. I'm often have some vague idea about the way things might go, and it is not the way they go. Um, but there are certain like GMing principles that I try and apply, um, which mitigate that a little because I try. I try not to have. I try to have scenarios prepared so I know who's around and what they want, rather than planning for any specific events. Because if I try and plan for events they don't happen or it's just mayhem so yeah i think there's certainly been a few moments where i've been a little bit caught off guard and arusha but yeah. that said you always handle yourself so well i can only think Thank of one you. time where you've effectively gone okay wait okay yeah here's how that's gonna work and you're like oh <laughs> shit i've doomed myself somehow <laughs> yeah actually that was a good one when you got to arusha I wasn't expecting you to put on a charity gig. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> yes. I was like, I forgot about that. 
that's that was just not what I thought was going to happen. But there it was, and suddenly you did. So we have a couple of counterfactual questions. Enigma dying seemed to dr drastically change the direction of the show. Was this planned? If not, where was it going to go instead? I am um, also interested hmm. in that question. I'm also interested in that. Yeah, hmm. I. So I'm um, not next. <laughs> so, firstly, it was absolutely not planned. Mm. That was a roll of the dice that had unexpectedly lethal consequences for everyone involved. Uh, for for Enigma, for the uh, Needle Branch agent who had been going under the name of Hannah Gulch, and for Tristan's Ugh, heart, Hannah Gulch. Oh. Um, all, all three of those suffered lethal damage in roughly the same moment. <laughs> um, and, yeah, so after that, it was, that was, like, completely changed things. If it hadn't happened, part of one of the principles of Dungeon World is you play to find out what happens. So we haven't played it. We don't find that out because we never went there. But it would have been very <clears throat> different. All the, all the Ice Watcher plot may well have been the precursor to something completely different. It could work, because everything after that was, even when it was tied into that campaign, it was also about the journey to Malahim. I could also just have put Malahim like three miles away. I didn't have what? to put it like 2,000 miles away. That was just yeah. up the road, mate. That was just pure ornery whimsy Bobbin, on my have a part. Sing. Yeah. So uh, that, was, uh, that was pretty funny. Um, and there was a question from Tom saying this distinctly remembers a point some while back where players said that what they wanted to do and you replied yeah you could go that way I guess in a heartbreaking <laughs> tone of voice that suggested the Hawks had just turned 180 degrees and walked directly away from a painstakingly crafted bit of plot avoiding it forever do they do this the whole time or is that a rare thing <laughs> please feel free to vent this is now your safe space <laughs> I appreciate it I will say they actually Generally, because I'm... You've probably seen it either in the film or as an animated GIF. Gromit the dog on top of the model train, throwing down train track just in front of the wheel. <laughs> That's very much my GMing style. So in those terms, mostly I'm only a little bit ahead, so I don't lose that much. I think what happened here was that I was expecting them to take a shortcut through Batmasgarod and to have a whole lot more dwarf stuff. And instead, they were like, let's take a boat, which did work out well. Boats were, have traditionally worked very well for the Hawks, and it did in that <clears> case. We're great with them. Yeah, yeah, the sea is their natural uh, travelling venue. Hawks aren't a water bird. We need to stay out of the water. Hawks <laughs> are literally Yeah, when, when you say boat, boats have worked well, then... Also, I don't think they did. Just to put in, finding the name the Hawks, as well as that alias the Sausages... That's yeah. That's that some big moments. Might even be the episode I was referring that. to earlier that uh, yeah, I found I out what happened is. when I listened back. It was so good. <laughs> you adopt names, you're like Brown Hawk, Blue Hawk, yeah. Cerise Hawk. <laughs> that was right. And I was Red Hawk. Um, so a couple more world questions. You have one: How much of the recent world building did you have in mind when starting last season? Thinking back to the wall and realizing it's a different campaign at this point. That's from John Raphaelson. Um, and yeah, it like I'd had a little bit of world building. I figured they'd be crossing the planes, and I knew about the five peoples of the planes. I actually had help 
I talked a bit with uh, Anna Landin, who um, the friend who's done some artwork I've worked with in the past, and she she's super into world building and stuff, and she helped me out with the rolling people. Our friend Tom helped me out with the running people. I wanted to seal the riding people for myself, and in the end, the digging people we didn't see at all, and there was, was a reason digging for that. people. Oh, yeah. yeah, they yeah. were hiding. Were they well, some kind of mole? No, they were the Dwarven Kingdom of Old Kuzgarod, which was right under the plains, but has actually fallen, and that's why you didn't see them. Like Batmasgarod. I remember yeah. places. Um, and so, yeah, I did quite a lot of kind of cultural stuff around them. So I knew loads about the running people that just never came up. And I knew a fair amount about the uh, the sliding people, but, but less because... I figured we wouldn't people. be on the southern ice so much um, unless things went really badly. So, yeah, um, that that kind of... But the rolling people really grew. Um, one thing I will say, when the Hawks arrived and they were given the die stone, I had literally no idea how that was going to work or what was <laughs> likely to happen. I was like... I'm going to throw this at them and see what happens next. So, oh, yeah, then Bambri just said, We've got the die stone. Here it is. We were like, what? That was great. That was fantastic. That was that whole Bambri, Bambri handled that perfectly. And uh, for you, not for us. <laughs> Bambri has a truth tattoo. He always tells the truth. Yeah, and, and he did. Um, that was really good. So, yeah, that worked really well. There's a question about my favorite bit of world law that was missed or no longer plot relevant. And I don't think we've. Like, because I don't know where we're going next, I don't know what's no longer relevant. Um, there's I, The running people stuff was cool. They, like, leave scent trails. They're more or less um, a bit like... Like, they leave scent trails across the plains as a way of marking paths, and their routes are all based on that. They use scent more than sight. Which as in they pee. Dealing... <clears throat> No, they just pee using... Everywhere. Not pee. Like hamsters, they have like smell things in their paws. Yeah, Yeah. I guess it's kind of hard to say like what's plot relevant and stuff. What's plot relevant? What isn't? Particularly like, I'm quite excited for um, season four because we got vague, or I've got vague plans about where to go, and it is going to be good. That could be quite cool, but it also means that. There probably ain't that much that might not be plot relevant. Yeah, I think I think a lot of things could be. So the one the one thing I did miss because if you remember, as they came off the plane, I asked Stu riding rolling. I asked Stu (laughs) riding rolling or running, and he said rolling. And everything that happened from then came from him saying that. Like the whole rolling people plot, if he had said something different, it would have been a different culture you dealt with and a completely different story. Cool. You're welcome. I craft so... worlds with my words. <laughs> yeah. By saying one of Is that how you just I really liked Rollies. that song? Rolling, 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 rolling. Yeah, it's nostalgic for the happy days of 2000. Yep. So, I've forgotten what they're called. Questions about Malahim. Hawks. How much meta knowledge did you have going into Malahim? And how much did Ben surprise you with stuff like Tristan's dad? That's from mm. Megatron Stew. I'll field this one. Uh, shouldn't have been surprised <laughs> that my dad was going to be an old crazy hobo somewhere. That should have been, a, you know, there was a, a general vibe of dicking on Tristan. Yeah, Enigma lost her dad, the king, and Percy lost another brother. Like, yeah, he was trying to, you know, 
work with other armies and manipulate politics. And yeah, Banbury has a big reveal that, oh, his mum's the witch, which was actually amazing when she was like, hello, Banbury. That came as a massive surprise. But yeah, my dad's a hobo, so not that surprising, really. <laughs> yeah, they were all kind of high status, important characters in their own way. Yeah. Yeah. Even Papa the Tristan, hobo who just he's a hobo. Drank his, yeah, drank his pee. Uh, <laughs> he's an important hobo. His... Yeah. Basically, I'm going to we... be interested. So listen to the bit where after the, that episode, you all teleported out. Now, yeah. I assume you just left him there. This yep. club foot, oh, yeah. slightly mad. Didn't like, think of that. You, oh, what, oh, yeah. Like, Tristan's just left his dad there. Yeah. Uh, it didn't even dawn on me there. I'm like, all right, pops him off. That, <laughs> that, makes, that makes it sound bad, but... Trust me when I say it's a lot worse than that, mate. Today, oh. <laughs> so uh, well, we'll. I'm sure those consequences will be explored. We left a lot um, of friends behind, um, and yeah. uh, he also asked how much I had prepared ahead and how much is me winging it. I actually did have a map of the Undercity, and I knew quite a lot about Malahim for reasons that you'll get to hear in the next few weeks, because I we played when I first decided that was where they were going or when we realized that was where they were going um <clears throat> i played a game of microscope uh with lucy and tom two other friends of the team who and we did a whole bunch of world building about how malahim fell so that's going to go out as episodes after this um after this post-mortem has gone live Exciting. so yeah, <clears throat> a lot of that was prepared i guess the yeah there was something i was thinking about with ogres but i've completely forgotten it the other thing was i definitely wanted to play the ogre king because i really just wanted to play one of those marvin stroke eeyore characters (laughs) because they they're very pleasing to me so a few questions about the show who came up with the name asks rob finch i think we should all blame uh mag for this I, because Mag, you know, Mag's came the up reason, with the certainly. extremely graphic artwork that inspired. Yeah, we all started name. drawing dicks, but Mag drew an incredibly yeah. detailed dick. Hmm. So yeah. crudely drawn swords is quite extremely veiny. Many I've got to say, yeah. I've seen think... I've seen one quite a lot. So you know, every day <laughs> I get inspiration. Yeah, I, I. It would be nice if Stu wore clothes for more of the uh, recording sessions. Oh, no, it's but... not. Yeah, it's not Stu's penis that I see every day. I just want to clarify that. <laughs> Wait, you're seeing another one? Another one? <laughs> yes, yeah, stop texting me. painful truths coming to light here. I never said it... send nudes. I definitely didn't say send nudes every single day. You and... said send dick pics, Plicks. And I was like, <laughs> oh, I like the rhyming of that. That's really good. <laughs> DX, um... PXP, LX, or I don't know. I'm going to write that out now. Good good news. I think that might have been... It, I can't remember who it was. It came out of that conversation. Uh, it could easily have been any of us. So, we did spend a lot I'm of time drawing sure crudely ben. drawn I've got a feeling that somebody said, talked about crudely drawn penises and then somebody immediately made the link crudely drawn swords yeah. and drawn that was the show name. used to be a was... fairly regular Ow. thing on a site I used to be on. Yeah, sure and it, it was like five years cups. ago. Though we we forget we forget a lot rapidly. We're very good forgetting. I don't even know what the show is. I feel like I remember it pretty well. You were describing a load of stuff to us. We'd never used Roll Twenty before. Yeah, I twigged right. that you could draw on it. I started drawing dicks. Everyone else started drawing dicks. You weren't paying attention to what we were doing on the map. You then got you then laughed a bit and then got angry and deleted it and then started <laughs> explaining everything again. 
all this lore that you'd prepared. Yeah. And when you noticed, like, you were literally, as we were drawing them, wiping them out. And then <laughs> there was a lot of laughter. And I'm pretty sure, Ben, you came up with the name. Um, okay. He definitely did. I it think ben. it was. I, I will take credit for that, then. But how um, did we not have a name for the series when we started? That's mental. Well, we, we, we called just, it we Podcast Away for a while, didn't we? Oh, yeah, we did call yeah. it that. And that was like a well, something awful's already a website. Idea. We had an idea. Like, we're like, our friends are really funny. We should find a way to uh, like get that out into the world. And then it was, we tried some things, but really it was when I wanted to do an actual play show that having listened to a bunch of them that we kind of realized that was a good way of doing it yeah because at the start me and Stu were pretty down on the idea that yeah, you, you thought anybody at all would be interested it took episode four before i even yeah. listened back and yeah, i was like yeah, I, yeah, no one's gonna want to watch this this is terrible it's not even funny and then i started listening listen? and <laughs> i'm easily our biggest fan <laughs> <laughs> easily so, I mean, uh, look at all those chumps. They're even listening to us talking about the talking about stuff. Yeah, what this is, is going, going to on? The point where they're now thinking it's a bit boring still being online listening to us fair. and they're walking away from their PCs. And Oh, yeah, fair, right, I'm pretty sure Sai's gone. And, and he's right, too. Um, yeah. So, the how much game mechanics do you edit out of the podcast? Another question from Rob. The answer is a little bit. The main thing I edit out... It's people not knowing how to roll a dice in roll 20. <laughs> and going, it's complicated. Slash roll 2D. Oh, that's just said roll 2D. In You're fairness. Like, you put space. In fairness, we record like, like there'll be like a month and a half gap. And then we come yeah. back to this system and go, ah, do I remember this? I think I press a button. No, I don't press a button. I have to type it out. Oh, I remember. I have to type it out quietly because I've got a mechanical keyboard. Uh, no, don't know what I'm doing. So, yeah, you know, Roll20 is good, but, yeah. it's, you know, you could but just trust us. Good. You could have oh, just yeah, let I, us roll some dice. I do I do very much trust you not to roll dice. Have you, Stuart's on the show. Have you even mm-hmm. met him? Um, so we don't edit I mean, that Stuart much. has a lot of noisy other stuff that he's constantly playing with in the background. So I think That's Dice wouldn't really have made... That... Literally, just in the first hour of this, I thought about turning off just due to your smoking behind a pillow sounds, which you literally yeah, did as I was recording You can hear it! <laughs> yeah, but you can't hear Stuart... if I lean over here like this. No, line of sight and line of sound are not the same thing. There's... You didn't hear that. No, we did. We did. Please, <laughs> please, don't be Stuart. Um, that's my thing. That's what the fans expect. They've got T-shirts saying "Make noise now." Please. The, other, <laughs> the other thing, the other thing we do is we don't we do the session end move after we've finished recording. It's just not that interesting to listen to, in our view. We left it in on one of the early episodes, and since then it's just been cut out. But that's we just do that at the end of a session usually, and normally we do it because someone's going to sleep and everyone else is still a bit awake, so we'll just run around and do that. Then we're like, hey, don't forget to uh, take any new moves before our next session, and Stuart will forget, and then suddenly realise he was level 10 with only three moves. Yeah, that's fair. Um, Can we start marking XP when no one gets a pun? No, because we don't realise they're puns. It's it's deep-layered humour. Yes, yeah. You know, got... <clears throat> I'm working on a level beyond yeah, in what a way, anyone's can... Yeah. Getting the pun is the experience. Yeah. The maybe, experience maybe you can mark one listener XP. You could be a level <laughs> 10 listener. Yes. 
Imagine that. Great idea. But you can only mark the XP when you haven't got the pun, which means you have to know what it know it was there, but know you didn't get it somehow. I'm not sure. It's, it's a challenge. Tricky. Okay, one from Tom here. I love the bloopers, but I know that can't be all. What's the worst thing Lucy <laughs> or Ben have actually had to edit out? Um, uh, I like the I way that this is trying I to know sneak what it, it onto uh, sneak it onto the show. Great, well done. <laughs> yeah. We could talk in code and see if we agree. I can't. I can think of some things. It's mostly accents that get cut out because <laughs> they get just too racist. There was there was something that Mag said that I made reference yeah. to, and we both kind of awkwardly chuckled, knowing that it was going to be cut out. <laughs> <laughs> I don't recall that, but I do recall us very deliberately. Uh, saying some rude stuff about Lucy before an episode once, thinking that she was going to edit it, and then Ben yeah. edited that, and then it felt really, yeah. Really yeah. <laughs> so Lucy, I'm going to say all those things to your face next time. Love you. I'm, I'm legit, legit. I, I, yes, there were, uh, there were a certain amount. I think we edited the uh, references to a certain Czechoslovakian website. Um, what? But... Oh right, yeah. There was a thing about the lemon party, or we're we not specifically meant to talk about lemon oh, party. Uh, did, it, did it begin with a G? <laughs> and but to be honest, once we left, once I left in the uh, pit from Labyrinth, but it's all cocks. <laughs> I feel like <laughs> that's I my feel highlight like that, right that there. That line I has remember. been crossed. <laughs> no. The problem we didn't twig early on is that if we make enough. Like jokes about it later on in the episode, you can't cut out the film, yeah. and therefore we just yeah, cockety cockety um, cock cock. They do it on things like uh, mock the week. Is that if you make a joke, as long as you keep doing callbacks to it, they have to keep you joking. Nice. Yeah, more like cock the week. Yeah, <laughs> um, and so so we had a question from Clemens B. Any chance um, of a recap summary of the storyline? Yeah, we'll just do that now. Um, I no, have no idea Clemens what's happening. B. Let's just what answer that in the. I know, like, all the other names. You this don't know all needs, the listeners. They need to get more vocal. Get on our Twitter. Get on the hashtags. Let's <laughs> just answer that in the comments, uh, so um, Lucy uh, and Ben both edit the podcast. Earlier on, um, one of our other friends, Claire, um, was helping to edit it as well. Uh, but now it's pretty much between Ben and Lucy. Uh, and Lucy is also my wife. Yeah. Right. So that's also, but, but yeah. her most important role is uh, helping to edit the show. How many people yes. here have actually just randomly found crudely drawn swords? Or me? How many people in the chats don't yeah, we me. know? Basically, well, let's let's not worry about that now. I'll just answer this question because <laughs> that's going to be do. like I know I know you love to interact with the chat, but let's not forget I this do. is also going to be an episode of the podcast. This Most is like on stage when you were like there. This is like when you were like, don't talk to the audience between songs, just stand silently, and I'm like, I we've got a crazy. You don't want to engage your hecklers. Um, anyway, the reason that we haven't done a recap summary, we want to, but it's really work intensive to do it because it tends to involve cutting together audio from a lot of different places to make it work. And the consequence is that we haven't done one. But if we ever find the time, yeah, we'd like to. It'd be great. Ben, uh, about, we went perfect... on a long journey. There was some ice and snow and then there was a dragon. Well, look, we can do it two ways. We can either say, just read anything written by Tolkien and you've got the gist. <laughs> or two, we could get, like, uh, you could, in the voice of Rob Sausage, do an over kind of narration, just bringing it kind of 
everyone up to speed on the first three seasons in short little snippy bits. I think yeah. Rob Sausage needs to come back, and that gives the ideal... Like, he can just get all of the meat that was seasons one to three and put yeah. it into a really mushed-up, sausagey treat for people. That, that would be good. Actually, and we can put in the absurdist <clears throat> Rob Sausage fanfic we wrote at that LARP event. When Bambury said that he, when Bambury said that he was going to burn everyone apart from one or two people, did Rob Sausage make that list? Yeah. Was that too like much Bambury's, of a spoiler? Uh, definitely not. Definitely didn't say that. <laughs> but, yeah. Yeah, probably. Uh, we, sure. we don't know. We'll find out. I mean, yeah, I, I think Rob Sausage could tell it from his point of view. His two interactions with the Hawks of selling them <laughs> some sausages. <laughs> I sold them some sausages. And later, I sold them some more sausages. <laughs> and that, and that's, yet, like, <laughs> that's his whole story. We think of him as like our best friend. If we met him again, we'd be like, Rob, we'd be like, do I know you? <laughs> I, I must I have sold your sausages before. Um yeah, it, and it is pretty funny that our only merch is Rob Sausage, yeah. who we the Wiggly Worm, and the Thing Wiggly is, Worm, who we wasn't in it at all, all yeah. and only discussed as a constant. Yeah. I find that hilarious, <laughs> and also I like our merchandise, and I do wear our own merchandise because that's how I roll. I think Rob Sausage never forgets a mouth that he's seen eating one of his sausages. <laughs> <laughs> Creaky, it's like lip like. reading, but he's kind of like sausage eater reading. <laughs> you have I was at a double, thing the other day and I was wearing my Rob Sausage t shirt. <laughs> I was wearing my Rob Sausage t shirt and somebody went, Oh, where'd you get that from? My husband loves sausages. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect time you, to hype our merchandise. Wait, there's been no yep. new sausage t shirt sales though, so you didn't upsell it. Well, clearly she didn't actually get round to it. <laughs> Bad times. You can buy that on Redbubble slash Pretty Draw Sword. <laughs> Um, so, there are some questions about us as a team. Uh, again, another question from Clemens. What are your professional and gaming backgrounds? CV um, time. Yeah, our, our gaming oh, background. That's Lucy. Lucy. Trying to get in on the action. Which is going to be great for everyone listening hoodie. on the podcast. Uh, but good the... to hear Lucy. Shit. You guys were planning on putting this out unedited. You're going to have to definitely... Stop us talking over each other or edit it. Yep. Well, people are going to learn to love it, as we have. So, firstly, our common gaming background is that we are all a bunch of LARPers and we knew each other. We, some of us met at university, but we've all played in LARP groups together for many, many years. And that's most of how we know each other. Uh, professionally, I program computers and websites for a day job. And it's as exciting as it sounds. Joe. Uh, I am a countryside ranger working at Harmonsworth Moor, a wildflower <laughs> meadow just uh, sort of southeast of, uh, or maybe maybe northwest, one of the two, <laughs> of Heathrow Airport. We don't know the difference between east and west on this podcast. Yeah, I, I like struggle now. As well. yeah, anyway, no, I work no, outside. Got... It's pretty fun. It's pretty good. And it means early mornings, which means that Stu doesn't like us running late. Oh. Yeah, yeah, which is which is great. Oh, I also recently bought an Oculus Quest for the gaming. Oh. So if you've got an Oculus Quest, hit me up. I'm Casada Blue, spelt as it sounds. It's <laughs> <laughs> an Oculus Quest. Is that like an Oculus Rift? Uh, it's the uh, untethered version. So it's the new yeah. one, new VR headset. It's so Man, good. that sounds that sounds pretty okay. wild. Sounds I can't believe you can run that and you can't run a webcam. That it runs itself. That's the thing. It's an all-inclusive. VR headset system. Oh, it's Oculus like Quest. Every... That's, That's clever. It's got 
it's really good. We probably shouldn't waste all our listeners' time talking about it, but it's so good. <laughs> Beat Saber uh, is amazing. Ali. I'm a photography lecturer and sometimes a comedian and occasionally a writer. Yeah, Ali's, None of the latter make me money. Anyone watching this will have observed that Ali wears many hats. Oh, God damn it. Hang on. I did have another one. I do wear many hats. Um, Ali also LARPs in quite a lot of systems, so sometimes she'll be random and post-apocalyptic or a space journalist or something. You never know what you're going to get. I um, was a cowboy the other day. Exactly. Nice. Gwyn. Um, I'm a public rights-of-way officer. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's a pretty niche job uh, so that means that I work on um, like public footpaths when you go out for a nice walk in the countryside um, if you're in specifically England or Wales if you're anywhere else in the world this would mean nothing um, <laughs> then, then you might follow a footpath uh, and I uh, do a lot of these sort of legal right stuff you. <laughs> yeah, I'll, be, I'll be with you 100% of the way you can do this when when there's only when there's only one set of footprints, that's where Gwyn was carrying you. Yeah. That's what I was just thinking about. When Stuart started, uh, like before, he was a countryside ranger and he wanted to get into yeah. sort of countryside work. He worked as a contractor for a little bit and he picked up a contract yeah. that I let on the Wales coast path that involved yeah, sticking <laughs> sticking cement in a rucksack and then sending him out on a thirty mile hike. Yeah. <laughs> you're forgetting cool. you're forgetting the yeah. cement, the stones that you gave me to attach the walls, the drill that I needed to carry, the backup drill I needed to carry, the water to mix with the cement whilst walking through the semi flooded coastal path in my wellies with my socks and my boots getting sucked off. That was I mean the money was good, but the work was Brute. The views were great, but I was carrying a bag of rocks around. I literally did the paladin training. Literally a rucksack of cement. It was like, just I remember like being in that car park and like picking this like massive like eighty litre rucksack full of cement up and like sticking it on Stuart's back as he kind of rocked backwards and like recovered his balance. Like, all right, see you at the end of the day, buddy. Off you go. Oh, good well, times. let me tell you, that is mule work. Uh, Mag. Um, I am a lighthouse keeper. My memoirs were <laughs> filmed and uh, turned into a children's TV show called Round the Twist. Flashback. Uh, yeah. Oh, is I assume that question from uh, Sean is referring to you guys. You will be in the English pricks. Oh, Me being a proud Welshman, I get to dodge that. Am um, I honorary Welsh? I might be honorary Welsh by now. I don't know. How long does it Welsh take? I've got Welsh guinea pigs. That gives me Welsh like citizenship, surely. Probably longer than, longer than I've been here, for sure. Yeah. Um, anyway, next I mean, question. We, we can't answer that question about why you can't find sausage and mash. Like, realistically, yes, we can. Google it. is your friend. <laughs> or Oh, okay. Sausage and potato. Sausage and mash. That's sausage and potatoes. <laughs> they've got, like, tasty stuff. Yeah, they've got mash biscuits. Mash isn't always they've potatoes. They've gravy, clams, which is very or... different from what we'd have here if we had biscuits and gravy. Like, yeah. every It'd be part of biscuits and gravy. On your uh, have you tried cream? grits? Ugh, grits are grits sound disgusting. But you think, well, it sounds horrible, so it's probably delicious. Nah, it's horrible. Is it not? What's it grits? It... Is that sausage? No, it's the stuff they have by the road in those big yellow, uh, big yellow boxes. Oh, like, yeah, okay. yeah. Stu was carrying it in his back for ages, and he's like, "Do you want some grits?" And I'm like, "I'll try some grits." Yeah, yeah. I actually once had a, a phone call from the school to report that Shrimps my son had eaten grits, grits from a roadside bin. That was good. No one knows. No one knows. Americans claim to, but they don't. 
So, uh, who would play you in a film version of your life? This is a Megatron Stew question. Let's start with Mag. I would play me because that no, way you can't I play would yourself. get paid. That was a specification <laughs> of the question. What? Well, I want the money. You don't uh, get the money. You get the you would... get the writer's credit. I mean, I assume it means who would play Banbury rather than who would play me. No, Magnus. who would play you? We'll oh, have Banbury okay, later. That's, that's weird. Yeah. Um, yeah. Probably Scarlett Johansson. She plays every role. Oh yeah, that's so, true. Actually. Uh, what about or, you, Gwen? Yeah. A film version of my life. Yeah. Yeah. The. Um, Ray Mears. Ray Mears. <laughs> Brilliant. Nice. Cheers, Gwen. What I have. <laughs> I'm just trying I'm to think gonna, ahead to what Stu's going to choose. <laughs> what's the most famous um, countryside rights of way officer yeah, on TV I, at the moment? I, fi- I, I figured that if I if I choose Ray Mears, then that leaves you with Bear Grylls, who you hate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Ali? Uh, well, I'm already on TV. Like the current Doctor is clearly playing me, so it's going to be. Yeah, her, isn't that's it? true. Jodie Whittaker. Yeah. yeah, that's very fair. Um, yep, I like that. I mean, you know, I should have been the Doctor, but it was nice they based it on me anyway. Next time. Next time. Um, it'll be basically the same character, but maybe. We'll see. It's variations uh, on it. Yeah, variations on the theme. <clears throat> so, Stu, are, are you going for Bear Grylls? No, I just had a good idea. Oh, basically, I've got friends that say I look like John Travolta. Oh, so yeah, I guess young old John Travolta. John, yeah. I was going to say, I'll just take old John Travolta. So you can Volta. be played by old John Travolta. I've also, been said, I've also been told I look a little bit like uh, Brad Pitt, but I thought I wouldn't be allowed to use that one. So oh, you're I'm going to use, use it. an old John Travolta will be playing me. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good. I Yeah, you do He's sometimes. not going to, honestly, I don't think he'd even take the role because it's not a great film to be honest <laughs> it's about as boring as everyone else's life yeah but Actually, just imagine yeah, a bit where he narrates the cat dream and as i'm yeah. good mates with Stu, uh, as i'm good mates with Stu, i'll actually get played by samuel L. jackson <laughs> nice. that'd be awesome uh well that that's uh ben? that's pretty good going oh i was thinking of someone i was like i was having my hair cut i was looking at myself in the mirror i was like i need someone with like Pasty skin and jowly, like whoever played the bishop in Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves, maybe him. <laughs> um, that, that's probably it. Uh, so, oh yes, who made the worst out of game decision? Stuart. Well, Finch asks, uh, Stu. Why? Next question. <laughs> what out of game decision? Your decision what, what? about every item of food you eat. Is that that oh. grog, the grog that looked like a chemical oh, garden. Yeah. Oh, the grog. That was drink yeah. it. You had to yeah, filter it through good. your teeth. Yeah. That was I a different wait, one. There this, was two different is ones. Is this just in general? This isn't to do yeah, with the podcast. Oh, yeah. one million percent, Stu. Like, there, yeah. that grog. Like, that Stuart, was... like... I made what... it, you drank it. If I jumped off a bridge, you guys would have to follow me. Well, I mean, you drank we it as well. Would because we're idiots. Yeah, but... For context, yeah. we all used to be a LARP group, and uh, Stuart was our, uh, our captain in our, our ship. And he made grog by pouring lots of different liquids, like yeah. the last bit of rum, last bit of vodka into a bottle. But then he kept that bottle and he kept on a windowsill and he kept putting stuff in it. Sausages, <laughs> bits of grass. It had thick mould on it. But because we were drunk and it was late night and we were in tents where we shook not it well up. lit. It was fine. We didn't know that what he was passing us was probably going to kill us. We did and know. So we all drank it. That's we, the worst part. Thank you, that, Alison. That one, that one we knew because... He'd been bragging about how it had been maturing, <laughs> and it looked like a chemical garden. But I did not know. <laughs> but it, I would that not have drunk nasty. That. 
Yeah. There was that one I found in a, a barn. And the next day, that guy didn't wake up until three o'clock. That's been the only time at an event where I've drunk something. And then, as I've been going to bed, thought, I really hope I wake up tomorrow morning. (laughs) One of the guys who drank a lot of it didn't wake up till three in the afternoon. And we did get get worried. Yeah, that when when you had that, like, the the uber grog that that looked (laughs) like a chemical garden. I remember turning up late to that event and you're like, you drunk it was smashed and I remember he was sitting in front of me playing a guitar and then just while sitting down managed to fall backwards as like some girl walked past you and um, you like strumming this guitar oh, yeah. going I'm lying on my back I'm looking at this girl's crack I'm like shut the fuck up Stuart I love being uh, drunk at laugh of it was so much worst. fun you're the actual worst human being so good and so- uh, I, in the chat uh, Lucy's just brought up the time with airport security yeah, yeah, yeah that one. Stu, yeah. one of the things that, that I've learned brutal. over years of being friends with Stu is how much random shit you can just get away with. The, the airport security, <laughs> the airport security thing. We were um, we were going on, we were going away to Cyprus for a friend's wedding, um, and so we were naturally all going through sort of security at uh, at the airport. Um, and Stuart, I think just in case, he had been watching a lot of sort of outdoor shows at the time <laughs> and thought that just in case the, the plane were to crash and we were to find ourselves on a desert island, he'd pack his survival tin in his hand luggage, which included like a garrote wire and like a locking knife and like these, this <laughs> fire starting kit, <laughs> which they recovered from the bag and then like shut down that whole sort of security lane um, whilst they, yeah. <laughs> they got people to check out the rest of his bag. Um, yeah, that was pretty yeah. bad. It's because the knife locked. That's the problem. Like the, the guy from customs uh, literally came out because he saw us like laughing. Like, like, I assume um, with like one of those like latex glove things and snapped it. <laughs> funny, yeah. funny. The thing is, I wasn't scared about where the finger was going to go. I was just scared <laughs> of the idea that oh my god, I'm going to get in trouble. I was like, he can't be serious. What does he think I've got on me? And then it was a joke. And you I got the like, knife confiscated, didn't you? Yeah. Yeah, I got the knife, I got my garroting wire, I got my fire starter, I got my mini bomb making kit, <laughs> the little acid vial I had. It was absolutely unfair. You hear me? Weird. Cyprus Airway yeah. Security. All right, so our next questions. We have a quick fire round. Bang, bang. What this actually will take is a while. in a Rob sausage? Asked for Rob Finch. Just Robins. Finches. Robins. <laughs> Just small birds, apparently. Some yeah. birds. It's uh, a secret recipe. We're never going to know. That's why they sell so well. Who's your favourite Muppet? Mag? Rizzo. Yeah, me too. Ali? Uh, the one with the nose. Yeah, Gonzo. 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 Gonzo yeah. Beaker. Yeah, yeah. That's weird that we have like a Rizzo-Gonzo axis yeah. here. I'm also following favourite shows... Rizzo. And I, <laughs> I feel like some of, you are, some of you are more Rizzo than Gonzo fans and it shows. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, and what? That's I've like, got this great trapeze axe though, and it's my chicken mate. That that's, uh, but it's also like that's very much the core relationship of a Muppet Christmas Carol, which is the best Christmas film. Yeah, mm. like realistically, yeah, yeah. that's the most famous thing that we'll have watched the most, and therefore they're yeah. the kind of iconic characters. <laughs> Tom asks, "Who made the Mordred <laughs> device?" <laughs> Nobody knows, and it's a secret. <laughs> Nobody knows. It's a mystery. No one. That's a very good This is definitely a quick fire question because there's not much to discuss on this. <laughs> we should have 
thrown it down the pit, is what I reckon, and see it spit out the other side. Should have swallowed it. Just swallowed. Yeah. So found a sword swallower. Mm. Fed it to them. Problem solved. Take one with water. Even Two salt one last Take one with water. Do that. So what are we going to do with the sword? Are we going to destroy it? Or am I going to turn it into a dragon? And we're like, we're not going to destroy it. And he's like, I'll just put some glyphs down then. <laughs> <laughs> like, I knew it! You little bugger! So, some questions about the Hawks. So, who would play your character in a film version of Crudely Drawn Swords? Stuart. Uh, the Rock. <laughs> or basically Antonio Banderas or uh, like Ben Stiller in the movie about me and the dandy <laughs> or Owen Wilson would be pretty good actually he's got that look with a broken nose as well um, Ali uh, the queen the queen <laughs> wow <laughs> Nice. I don't really know many heck, actors, but that'd be a heck of a uh, heck. And imagine all the time she's saying that she's actors. not the queen. <laughs> It'd be true. brilliant. You'd she's have a kind of meta level of humour to it, and I bet she's really good at puns. Are we only allowed to choose act- actors we know personally? Actors that are real. <laughs> yeah. I know. Wait, the queen you think personally. that Ali knows the queen and I know the Rock? Yes, apparently we are. So uh, yes, so Gwen. Um. Somebody with a good moustache. I don't know. Uh, Nicholas Cage, actually. He hasn't got a moustache, but... Uh, but he could grow, he could grow, grow one. one. No, Hulk yes. Hogan. He's blonde, has a moustache. Hulk Hogan, yes. Yeah. Like Hulk Hogan, it, Percy always has kind of a weirdly Hulk Hogan vibe. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Mag. Uh, the dog from Beethoven, because I don't think he's doing anything these days. And he's lovable and uh, innocent and pure, and that's what Banbury is. I that's thought sure. that was a girl dog. I never watched I, it, but like there was lots of baby ones, so I assumed it was a girl dog. I think you're thinking of Dalmatians. Dalmatians. Yeah, I thought Bambri would have been played by the Sorting Hat after it was kind of <laughs> cut apart and turned into like a figurine that was like stomping around. Yeah, some little God shit thing. bag, like some. Yeah. Who's the guy that plays Malfoy? Yeah, just, yeah. literally <laughs> a sack of potatoes filled with shit. Or like an evil yeah. hobbit, Gollum. Shit potatoes. Brutal. Andy Serkis. And we'll have, yeah, we'll have someone, like you say, with the, that golem guy can just animate a potato Andy, sack. Andy Serkis as a player of the potato yeah. sack. That's, yeah. that's amazing. There is an artist that makes uh, sculptures that are out of sacks. I'm going to have to find the name. I'll send you a link. Okay, so nice. who's made the worst in-game decision? Rob Finch tasks. We We've never made a bad decision. Worst in-game decision. Every time Enigma didn't fucking help us, that was pretty bad. <laughs> I helped many times. Uh, yeah, when Enigma went to feed lizards oh, under the city or like yeah. watch them, oh, and we were yeah. like, "We're going to be dead now." Was She's like, "Well, I'll just sod off, shall I?" Well, yeah, I would say the Enigma and Bambi missing the big fight again, but that turned out yeah, to be that, good. That was okay. We didn't choose to do that. <laughs> yeah, they they worked they worked that out pretty that worked out pretty well. Um, I think when we had the fair, big fight when for... we needed somebody that was really good at stabbing people and Enigma was investigating the underside of a wagon I for saw the a entire lizard time. eating a piece that, of that meat. That was probably... Yeah, yeah. I know, that was pretty cool. Because you don't... guys had it edited, but we had effectively a four-hour segment where me, Mag and... <coughs> Well, Gwyn and Ben Gwyn, had the Gwyn, most fun. Yeah, I'm like, me, Mag, and that other guy who I was the best of men for had a great session where we were like doing loads of role playing. It was really funny. And Ali just sat there for about three hours and they went. I had a lovely do, sleep. Do I see anything? You, I think you did. Oh, you were playing Pokemon Go at the time. I think, <laughs> That's right. Cool. I still am. Um, Back in two and, minutes. Uh, yeah. Gotta catch them all. In fairness, 
everyone everyone wailing on uh, Enigma in this point, but I'd just like to make it very clear that also the point where Enigma somehow set the boat you're in on fire or herself oh, yes. on fire in a boat, that was a very bad decision too. I don't know everything, if that was a decision. Everything that led up to the Shark Narnia situation yeah. was like Shark Narnia, that episode Shark was Narnia. an incredible curve from like introducing characters, a bit of development to absolute mayhem in yeah. just the right amount of time. It was an outrage. I enjoyed it a lot. Um, well, per well, Percy's not here. Percy's biggest in-game decision was the claim that he could do um, bringing people back from the dead really easily. What? And, I mean, we've not explored it fully, but that clearly did not go well. Like Enigma, oh, but clearly the is running broken. gag of Percy being annoyed that we would even suggest his <laughs> resurrection didn't go correctly is so good. It is very good. Uh, so, a question: How do I keep the action going when all the roles are going bad? That's actually easier yeah. than when the roles are going good. Because when the roles are going bad, I just get to wail on the hawks. And to be absolutely clear, and hopefully that was clear from, like, fairly early on, I am determined to kill these bastards. Like, <laughs> I'm not, I am not going to hold back. If I have any opportunity to wipe out the hawks, I'll absolutely wipe out yeah. the hawks. So, um, yeah, when the roles are going bad, it's, Back. it's a good time. It's, I'm happy and everything's fine. Although you did I let me think kill that. You that. Would. I think you love us. Yeah, yeah you the do time think that. Hawks and Ben sitting when in a I tree, role-playing oh. ING. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> okay, next. Uh, there, was, there was that point where, then this was also a bad decision, where Tristan got the dogs to jump here, drop him on an or got the monkey to drop him on an ice elemental oh. and i realized later that i think he might have died but because i wasn't oh, keeping yeah. close enough to yes. he narrowly survived yes that was uh, uh yeah. that was quite a lucky time a little bit of ancestor chi ting the wise oriental ancestor <laughs> it's one of the things that we established and i don't know how clearly it came across is that in a particular game world you can only ever be brought back from the dead once after that yeah if you die you're dead yeah so we made uh, that quite clear and yeah. also we we have established canonically that percy has previously been resurrected yeah so he's mm. had his shot um so it's only really tristan that's got um got a bit of leeway there so he, yeah, actually he'd have been yeah. all right I've been, been to the game. Yeah, Percy's very good day. at bringing people back from the dead, so... <laughs> um, Rob Finch also asks, how the heck does a tardigrade live in the desert? I just brought this up because I wanted to make it clear this is a stupid question. Tardigrades can live in space. A yeah, that's true. Is fine. They and are extremophiles. Also, the consumer was sort of tardigrade-esque, but by that point it was more a kind of amorphous... I think it's probably more a question about um, its victims. about quality of lifestyle, and I would say opulently. Yeah, okay, yeah, opulently, <laughs> probably very comfortable. Picks up, catches some rains, mm. maybe gets a tan. I was going to say, like, uncomfortably. <laughs> so, we've got three questions about that turn. So, <laughs> when did you know, or who knew about Banbury's turn at the end, from Chris Tui? When was the moment Mag and I knew which way things were going to go? <clears throat> and has Banbury abandoned Jabruce? And if not, how's a massive dragon carrying the sock? Asks Laura. So, the last of those, 
is easily answered because Banbury explicitly handed to Bruce to Enigma before uh, everything kicked off. But and I, Ali I'm definitely not, remembers like, that bit because <clears throat> yeah, it was a I really intense bit of roleplay. Yeah. Uh, I might have to put it through the wash, though. <laughs> so, yeah, so Enigma has to Bruce. Sock it As to for you. who knew about the turn, Mag and I had talked about it. I think it was new to everyone else. Yep. So it, they, they knew as it came to the end of that curse and it became clear what Banbury was doing. Mm. So what you hear is them discovering that moment. And us going. Was, <clears throat> yeah. It's the whole time. Like that yeah. cat in that meme. Yeah, they've been... <laughs> the one being yelled at by two women. I don't get the. No, I was thinking of a different of one. Or that bit in uh, Planet Earth 2 when there's a, um, a, a capybara, the shocked capybara. That was our faces. <laughs> I'll post it yeah. later. There's been quite was, a lot of was... joking about how Bambi might do that uh, it sh- for, yeah, how for some time, shouldn't they? And the, the fact that, in fact, Stuart was still joking about that about 10 minutes before we actually did it <laughs> yeah. probably serves as testimony to. How yeah. surprising it was for everyone. Yeah, and it's it's really it was such an amazing piece of work from Mag. It was perfectly balanced, perfectly so cool. played, and yeah, very. Good. I was so it was such a great end to the season, and I'm so happy that it came out that way. So yeah, I really really enjoyed it, but I also really enjoyed the fact that much much like when we introduced uh, Banbury's mum, that was an I- <clears throat> that was an idea that Mag came out with very early on that we, if we got to meet the witch of the wood march that we'd like to be able to do it that kind of way and then we it landed in just the way we hoped um so yeah that that's really good uh, it came out super well so yeah cool moment and finally as far as i know <clears throat> the future my friends i've seen the future and it is mad Will there be a series four? Asks Rob Finch. Yes, absolutely. There will 100% be a series four. Ah, oh, so I thought we were going to like tease them like maybe there'll be a series four? No, we, we're going we're gonna to allow it. Okay. We're going to allow it. Um, so, yes, there will. Will we get more songs in the next series? I'm, well, I'm sorry, to, I'm sorry to say this, but <laughs> Tristan has survived. So as things stand, there is every chance there will be more songs. Yes, come on. I mean, Stu had two years to prep that song, pretty much, Mm. like in real time. And I feel like a month before we were recording it, he was still like, oh, I've not done it. So Yeah, that's fair. And I'm disappointed because I didn't make the verse and the chorus distinct enough. Yeah, we're a long way from Malahan. I mean, it's a tune and a half, don't get me wrong. Let me just put out how good the music, (laughs) both for myself and Ben, has been. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you very much. It's quite funny because Stu will come in with the guitar and vocal and then he sends it to me and then I arrange it and I send it back. He's like, that all sounds wrong. Everything on that is wrong. And you then... often do send the wrong thing, though. <laughs> then I'll rearrange it. He's like, yeah, but you've still got all the notes wrong. It's the notes that are the problem, not you've the instruments you're playing You've still got that weird bum note. <laughs> um, which is, yeah, and that is our working relationship and has been for mm. as long as we've been making music yeah, together, which is probably almost true. 20 years by now. Yeah. How are we um, all so old? So, yeah. next question. Are there any plans for more miniseries like when we all played different characters? I hope so. Well, 
the next thing we do after this is um, we have this will go out and then the next thing we're going to play is a game called Swords Without Master and our friend Pete is going to GM, I'm going to be playing. That's going to be set in the same world but in distant history uh, during the age when the world was overthrown with monsters and disaster. And Swords Without Master is a really fun game with even more of a narrative focus than Dungeon World. So I think it's going to be a lot of fun. And that's going to be the next thing that happens ahead of season four. The main reason being that I need a break. I've been editing podcasts with Lucy's help and with Claire's help. But I've been editing podcasts a lot for like four years and my brain needs a break. So we're going to do that. It's going to be less edited and it probably will be a bit rambly, but it should be good fun. So that's the next thing we're planning to have. And then next question. What does Banbury's turn mean for Magnus? Good playing <gasps> going forward. Is he the baddie now? Well, Mag, mm. what do you have to say on that? Yeah, Mag. Oh, I think <laughs> I think that the way Tristan uh, put it forward, it seems like uh, that... He might be the baddie now, but I think it's all a matter of perspective. Banbury has done something. He's taken a gamble. Has it paid off? Maybe. We don't know. Uh, you know, if you grab a big bit of power and try and make a difference, sometimes it goes well, sometimes it doesn't. In terms of me, I'm taking a bit of a break from the podcast uh, because narratively it makes sense. And also I've got a lot of stuff going on in my work at the moment. And it's pretty mental. So if it gets to the point where it makes sense narratively for Banbury to come back, uh, Banbury may well come back. But equally, there might just be a big, powerful dragon breathing fire all over the world, uh, whilst there's also a big god and her army kind of putting ice all over the world. It might be that Banbury is, is gone for good, realistically. Um, so I've had a lovely time on this podcast. Uh, I've enjoyed uh, role-playing with my friends, as I have done with them for 15, 20 years or whatever. So, uh, yeah. Uh, we Weirdly, the guy that initially suggested us doing the podcast is Pete. And Pete is coming in, as Ben just said, to run some uh, some games, Swords Without Master, maybe some other stuff. So, yeah, he might uh, be the fourth voice on the podcast going forward. Yeah. Fifth. I want to see Ben's voice. I don't, I don't do voices. And there's um, a whole lot of voices. <clears throat> so, yeah, um, thank you so much, Mag. You have been an amazing part of the show, and we have yeah. super appreciated everything you did right up to that grand finale, which was a masterclass in how to close out a character in a spectacular way yeah. that left, leaves the GM with literally no idea what's going to happen next. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that's, uh, that's pretty exciting. And that re that's the end of our questions. So a big yes, thank you bedtime. to everyone who has come to uh, come along to listen and thank who's you. been part of our adventure so far. We appreciate you all a lot. You inspire us to keep going. And mm. it's been a real pleasure telling this story for you. Was there anything and that we missed from the you... comments just before no. we sign off completely? <laughs> Nothing. Uh, Lucy's just said uh, that she'll never speak to me again. And I'd just like to say... Good. I always hated you. <laughs> and uh, I just whispered into my mic, but that doesn't matter because I'm recording this on my uh, Lucy. I, I've always hated you. I, I only hung around because of Gwyn. Gwyn is hilarious, and you're just, you know, <laughs> the little mute boy.
Yeah. The little new boy. <laughs> All right. Well, <laughs> thank you very much, Mag. Thank you very much, listeners. And for those of you listening to this on the podcast, they will follow the random bloopers that we cut off the end of the last episode because I felt they'd rather kill the atmosphere in that mm. location. So uh, you get a little extra treat for your bold persistence in putting up this hope- this long. I hope there's lots of mentions of cocks. <laughs> I think season four needs to be more vagina heavy. I, I think yeah. there's it a has been quite here. patriarchal. I think, I think it needs to be more vulva heavy. Hey, Stu's yeah, learning. Yeah. Stu's yeah. learning for Lucy, you taught, you taught Stu a thing. Mm, yeah, um, we could talk more about the clitoral hood. Yeah, so anyway, <laughs> that's probably enough biology from uh, us. Thanks for sticking around, listeners. Have a good time, y'all, and good night. Good night. Thanks, everyone. Bye. 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 Should have said something funny. Oh, should have just been funny. Um, <clears throat> oh, let's do when, it this way. Ready? Um, everybody say your name in all. Uh, so let's go Tristan, Ben, Magnus, and Ali. Ready? Knock, knock. Tristan. Uh, what? Magnus. Ali. Ben. No, hang on. Someone was supposed to say who's there. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's try that again. You do the. Oh, Ben, do the knock, knock. I'll knock, do the knock. who's there. Who's there? Oh, God. (laughs) (laughs) And then you say Ben, then Tristan, then Magnus. That's for me to say knock, knock. Knock, knock. Who's there? Ben. Tristan. Magnus. Ali. Gwen. I assumed we were going to do that in order that we were on the screen, but I suppose everyone's got a different screen I did. (laughs) Anyway, that went well. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, can we release a special (laughs) intros episode? (laughs) That has the claps as well. There was a very good. um, I was very impressed with Stu's knock knock joke. It's the best knock knock joke ever. I was also very impressed with that. So good. (laughs) I love it. Um, Right. You're welcome, Magnus. It was shit. I I hope I kept you entertained. It's so good. (laughs) (laughs) You're in a minority of one. So good. (laughs) Almost certain to cut it. But I'm still kind of enshadowed by Stu's description of the pit from Liber- Labyrinth, only it's dicks. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, that needs to be. That was the funniest bit of that episode by a billion that. miles. Horrifying, yet wow. very funny. I must have been pretty boozed because I didn't remember that at all. <laughs> and. Um, <clears throat> Like a grease Plus pig. one to his dicks, yeah. at least. Dicks. <laughs> one to my what? Plus one to his dicks. <laughs> From Labyrinth, only cops. Um, so. You said you're hungry. And yeah, no, Tristan, what is that noise? We don't background. know the rules. Let's try and push on. I don't, I don't think it'll be an issue. I think every single one of them. That music in the background is me healing Enigma. <laughs> That's my doorbell Boom. going. You got 19 healing. Woohoo! I you only need to get the door. Um, now, before you say it, Ben, yeah, yes, this whole time I've been.
I've been humming under my breath and stuff. Oh shit! Now I just rolled the uh, dice. You rolled the you rolled the dice as though you'd rolled. If we can hear the background noise, they're gonna go crazy. Is that going to be picked up on the recording? It'll show up. Yeah, it's okay. It's Lucy's problem. Nice. (laughs) Percy, as you come around to the junction. (laughs) Oh no! The ogres. The ogres wake up. (laughs) (laughs) True love's cheers. As you come around the corner Stop. to the junction, okay. it wasn't it's true pretty much a wall of bones. Jizz. For goodness sake, children. Bone jizz. Um, you're confronted by, like, the whole place. <laughs> Jizzerheim. Ah, oh, I've got foot cramp. <laughs> Rather than thorns covering everything, it's just jizz covering <laughs> everything about him now. This is quite nasty. <laughs> this is the worst episode yet. Edit, mm. veto. So, it's like a citywide no bukkake. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, what a weird a curse. Summer, did someone go through a lot of egg yolks here? Because this is mean, covered in. Oh, no. That, that well, King guy did boy, say, like, so realistically, maybe go it was mad. just stuff. Playing in the background of his mind. <laughs> um, oh, I was going to say, I've got People of the Abyss coming for Christmas, which is... I can't uh, that's going to be an awkward Christmas dinner. <laughs> <laughs> you just have to remember not to stare too long into them, or they'll stare back. <laughs> nice. Okay, so Tristan starts to sing. <clears throat> oh, that's what I sound like. Song. <clears throat> Excuse me. <laughs> It's been a long... <clears throat> Sorry, I can't get the key right though. I'm like, oh, I know this. Come on. You have a guitar. I guess you don't. Yeah, I do. Here. I'm just undoing my trousers. <laughs> <laughs> because I've got to be comfy. <gasps> Maybe I have to sing in the nude. No. It's all been for this. I accidentally scrolled it out of sight. Your father comes shooting out of the sword. <laughs> the outcome Cold is limited cats. to. Everything is magic. Everything is awesome. Everything <laughs> is power. Oh, once again from that, the top. <laughs> that was season that was season three of Cruisy Drawn Swords. <laughs> and we've just I fucked up some cultures. <laughs> I, I can't we believe trust we've just gone and screwed up some cultures. Now imagine if I had just burst every living thing, Banbury. How would you get that? <laughs> nice. Good work, everyone. That was super cool. Jesus. Uh, I mean, we kind of, like, I, I kind of hoped that was coming at some point, but also, <laughs> at least the curse is gone. So season four, yeah. we're just kind of following Jesus. the dragon around. Jesus. <laughs> that would be cool. 